Hello friends, my name is Zachary Stockhill from RetroactiveJealousy.com and today I'm going to share a superpower that you should cultivate that will help you avoid literally 99% of drama and chaos in your relationships. So I have officially entered my mid-30s and I have been enormously lucky in my relationship life to this point, I'm going to touch wood, <laughs> but to this point to avoid a lot of the chaos and drama and pitfalls that a lot of people around my age have gone through by the time they reached their mid-30s. I'm talking about friends, I'm talking about acquaintances, I'm talking about family members, and I'm talking about some of the coaching clients who reach out to me as well. A lot of these people have endured enormous hardships and all kinds of chaos and drama in their relationships if they've reached around their mid-30s. And this can include things like, you know, terrible divorces and nightmarish breakups and cheating and bringing someone into their life who is an absolute psychopath <laughs> and bringing someone into their life who is abusive, whether it's physical abuse or emotional abuse or verbal abuse, etc., etc. Needless to say, a lot of you watching this probably realize that entering any relationship, you know, there's a certain amount of risk associated with that. But entering the wrong relationship can seriously mess up your life. And a lot of people around my age have had got some pretty serious battle scars by this point. And for whatever reason, I look back on my dating life to this point. I'm still unmarried uh, in my mid-30s. And I'm filled with an enormous sense of gratitude for the experiences I've had in my life up to this point. Particularly, I'd say, over the past maybe seven or eight years. I'm so grateful for the women who have come into my life. And in particular, the women who came into my life, it seems to me, exactly when I needed them. Women who had certain lessons to teach me. Women who inspired me and pushed me in certain ways that I really needed. I'm so grateful for the incredible women who've come into my life. And I was thinking about this earlier today and I thought, well, why have I been fortunate in this regard to, for the most part, of course everyone has you know, fights and some degree of tumult in their relationships. But I was thinking about this, why have I been fortunate in this regard? Because I'm not so special. I'm not a genius. And, you know, there's no reason why someone like me would have a better experience in relationships than most other people. And I realized that the answer to this question in terms of why I've been fortunate thus far could be useful to some of the viewers in this channel as well. So the superpower that I led this video off with that I want to talk about today, I really believe it's a superpower. Because it's one of those qualities, characteristics, whatever you want to call it, that benefits so many different areas of your life. And if you really take the time and energy to cultivate this quality, it really will have a beautiful ripple effect on multiple areas of your life and will just in general contribute so much to your sense of peace of mind, clarity, and so on. And this superpower is being comfortable being alone enjoying solitude, being happily single, being 100% okay with yourself. This is no small feat for a lot of people. I don't mean to suggest that everyone is immediately going to be okay with themselves or that everyone should be aspiring to be immediately okay being alone much of the time. And when I say alone, I'm also just talking about being physically alone, being on your own, being separate from your partner, whoever your partner is at the time, being okay spending large amounts of time on your own. I really believe that a lot of people in relationships, well, there's, there's two things that I wanted to cover. Number one, my firm belief is that the source of many modern couples' problems 
and a pitfall that I see many modern couples falling into, particularly in the early stages of their relationship, is spending way too much time together. You've got two people losing aspects of themselves, losing themselves in the relationship. And the thing is that these two independent people, that's what brought them together. They're two individual separate selves. And obviously there's this incredible urge, you know, when you're falling in love with someone to truly merge, to merge two lives and spend all of your time together and start sharing your interests all the time and spend all of your time making love or <laughs> in the same room or whatever it is. But this is a horrible idea if you really want to sustain a positive long-term relationship. As the famous psychotherapist and author Esther Perel often says, desire needs distance. And if you buy into the idea of masculine and feminine polarity at all, whether it's in heterosexual relationships as well as homosexual relationships, whatever kind of relationship you imagine, there's a masculine pole, a certain masculine energy. Please note, I didn't say male, I said masculine and a certain feminine pole or certain feminine energy. And obviously this is what brings people together. This is what attracts people together. And if you're spending all of your time with your partner, you're spending most of your free time doing what they want or even just you know compromising, neglecting some of your deeply held needs, you're going to depolarize from each other. And ironically, that will probably eventually split you up. So for many, 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 many reasons, it's a very good idea to prioritize spending time alone in your relationship, spending time on your own, spending time reconnecting with friends and reviving friendships that maybe you know fell by the wayside when you originally fell in love. Spending time in solitude and getting real clarity about your goals and your ambitions and new projects you wanna take on and what you want your life to look like aside from your relationship. Many, many reasons why it's a very good idea to spend more time alone in your current relationship, more time apart from each other. Particularly, this might be counterintuitive or seem counterintuitive to some people watching this, but particularly if you want to sustain you know, a long-term relationship that feels really good and vital for both parties. But the second element of what I wanted to talk about today in terms of being okay being alone, enjoying solitude, enjoying alone time, being happily single, being quite happy not being in a relationship. The main reason this is so powerful and will just make your life so much better and help you avoid so much of the chaos and drama that you might be seeing around you is because it gives you the ability to be choosy, to not be needy in your relationships, to truly take time to really get to know someone before you really invite them into your life, before you make the decision perhaps to get married to someone slowing down the courting process a little bit. Now, I know many of you people watching this video are probably madly in love uh, as you're watching this. And the idea of slowing down the courting process doesn't seem like much fun. I completely understand. I've been there multiple times <laughs> myself where there's this incredible rush of hormones and these new feelings and lust, and you just want to completely merge with this person and spend as much time as possible with them. But in those situations, you know, speaking from experience as well as gathering the experience of literally hundreds of coaching clients over the years, frequently the smart move is to slow things down a bit, to take that night, you know, during the week that you want to go to your place and maybe spend the night apart and you know, pursue one of your hobbies or interests that your partner is not interested in. Whatever the case may be, taking the time to deliberately spend a little more time apart. And if you're single, really cultivating the ability to enjoy being single. And the best way to do this, I believe, is to constantly tell yourself that being a little lonely once in a while is 10 times better than being miserable most of the time with company. In other words, it's always better to be single 
than in a bad relationship. To say nothing of the chaos and drama that will enter your life or that you'll in some senses invite into your life if you enter a bad marriage. Now, I'm an introvert. Uh, it might be unsurprising to some of you watching this, but I'm an introvert. So naturally, I really just enjoy my alone time. I enjoy spending time by myself. That's really how I recharge personally. You know, spending time alone, playing guitar by myself, recording videos like this, spending time alone. I understand many of you may be extroverts and the idea of more alone time or being comfortable with being alone is not gonna be uh, super appealing to you. So what are some advice that I would offer to anyone watching this if you don't entirely enjoy alone time, if you don't entirely enjoy being either single or physically alone? Number one, reconnect with some of your earlier hobbies and interests that perhaps you've been neglecting lately either because you're in a relationship or because you're just caught up in the everyday life, whether it's job responsibilities or family responsibilities or kids or whatever it is. In my experience, what you're really into in, let's say, high school, early 20s, in general, you know, one thing I've found talking to a lot of people over the years is those things remain relatively consistent over the course of your life. For example, I've been obsessed with music ever since I could think, ever since I could talk, ever since I could walk, probably before then, actually. And that's remained consistent through my whole life. But there have been periods in my life where I neglected playing guitar, where I neglected writing songs, where I neglected that part of myself that's always gonna be there. And if you're missing someone or you're feeling a little lonely or whatever it is, you know, it can be a good idea to sort of rediscover those early passions, early hobbies, early interests that perhaps you've been neglecting lately. Because once you start picking it up again, you, you might find that, oh wow, this is actually really satisfying and I've been missing doing this lately. So that's one idea. Number two, reflect on some of your bad relationships. Reflect on some experiences you've had dating other people or in relationships that were less than pleasant. You can journal about these things if you want. It's a very good idea. Either if you're in the wake of a breakup or you're having difficulty being happy, being single, journal about some ways that people hurt you. Journal about some unpleasant recent experiences or past experiences in your relationships. Really remember how this felt. And you'll find over time that'll help you, you know, be, be quite happy being single when you realize you've eliminated those problems from your life. Above all, if you take away nothing else from this video, I would say being picky in relationships in particular and dating in general is a really good thing. I am extremely picky when it comes to who I invite into my life on a long-term basis. I think it's a good thing. I think that it has helped me avoid so much of the pain and chaos and insanity and drama that I've witnessed all around me for some time now because I don't have the nightmare divorces. I don't have the nightmare cheating stories. I don't have the ex-girlfriend with bipolar disorder. All these things. You know, I've had bumps in the road. Believe me, I have. And I have had some experiences in dating and relationships that are somewhat regrettable, shall we say. But thankfully, I have avoided a lot of the drama and chaos that I see among so many other people around me and I really think that so much of it comes down to the fact that I really enjoy being single, I enjoy being by myself, and I'd encourage you to start cultivating that ability as well. I really think you'll find it helpful in your relationships and in your life more generally. One more quick note before I stop, another indirect benefit to being really comfortable with being single and being alone is that your partner can pick up on that energy, even if you don't explicitly tell them. And when your partner knows that you know, you're quite happy being single, you're quite happy being alone, you're quite happy being by yourself, that'll often inspire them to not take you for granted, 
to realize your value, to realize that, you know what, I'm not going to let myself fall into some of my bad habits and I'm not going to treat this person poorly because they're quite happy being alone. They're quite happy being single and I want to keep them in my life. I'm not suggesting that your partner should always be on high alert and always stressed and thinking that you're halfway out the door all the time. Of course, that's not what I'm suggesting. What I'm talking about in essence is self-respect. You know, have enough self-respect for yourself to enjoy being alone, to cultivate this ability within yourself. And I really do think it'll help in all kinds of ways. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel, at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.